aren't those the three things you learn with manners? I'll say please, say thank you, fuck potatoes in your den. Like, th- those are the big three, I think, aren't they? January 19th, as I welcome you all, you all, there I go, go back into my East Tennessee speaking again. Y'all. Y'all. As we welcome you to this 471st episode of Unscripted, our Freeform Friday edition of the program, a great way to end up another good week of shows here on Unscripted with Mike and Chris. As Chris is going on to our Twitter account to find some things to talk about, um, I need to keep people... uh, Uh, updated as to what's going on. January 19th was the day of, it was a terrible day at the Jansen household. Packers get their ass kicked in the afternoon by the 49ers in the NFC championship game. And then later that night, I have a busted water main pipe in my basement underneath the kitchen sink. And uh, we live in a four level split and um, obviously water, you know what goes downhill but it burst and uh, flooded my basement. And today, 40 days later, February 29th, 2020, they are finally today. The walls are redone. The ceiling is redone. Um, They are putting in the new flooring today. And I hope by Monday or Tuesday of this upcoming week, we can start moving back in, get the stuff that was in the living room, the stuff that was in the front room, the stuff that was in our red room. Chris knows what I'm talking about. That's our television room. Um, Hopefully all that can go back in the basement because obviously to rebuild our basement, everything that was in it that wasn't water damaged needed to be placed somewhere else. And uh, I'm so excited to not have contractors in my house anymore. I'm so excited to get that part of our lives back in order. Um, I can't tell you, boys and girls. You know, some people have had this happen to them. You know what I'm talking about. If you haven't had it happen to you, consider yourself lucky and hope that it doesn't happen to you. If you do a remodeling job, you chose that. When you have a water main uh, uh, pipe burst, nobody chooses that crap. I'm telling you. But just a bit of an update. 40 days later, what else was famous for 40 days? 40 days and nights. The Ark. The Ark. I li- I, I've been living on Noah's Ark for the last 40 days. Um, as we again, we welcome you to this 471st episode of Unscripted. It is our Freeform Friday episode. Chris goes on to our Twitter account and uh, finds out what people are talking about. Chris finds the ones that make me laugh, and uh, we talk about it. Go on to the next topic. And just, again, I know I've said this a million times since Chris instituted this, but it has been a great way to uh, end a good week of shows And having said that, let's get this party started as I hand over the controls of the microphone to the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Fluke. Thanks, Mike. Well, I went on a bit of a rampage last night liking stories about Florida Man or similar things, so I'll just list off some headlines here. If you like any, you can mention ones that stand out to you. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, actually the first one that I got here was... Is this like from Florida Walmarts? Uh, a lot of, well, I don't know if any of these ones are, oh. but, but it's the same type of thing. It's, it's that demographic. Yeah. Got it. 
Down, 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 yeah. y'all. Exactly. And so, uh, actually, the first one was actually Virginia Man for some reason. Oh, they got redneck back, back-ass rednecks there, too. Yeah, I've never been to Virginia, but Virginia Man arrested after having sex with a potato at a local market. Uh, what? <laughs> Couldn't well, you... how, 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 okay, I, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to try to envision how you would have sex with a potato, but um, I'm just trying to figure out what would drive somebody now if you've been in prison for 20 years i guess that's something but i just what drives a person it doesn't matter what state we can poke fun at a bunch of southern states and say yeah alabama mississippi georgia virginia north carolina south carolina tennessee west virginia how could you forget those backass country states but what would what would what would move a person to physically have sex with a potato? Yeah, in public too. Like I mean, in like, pu- oh, even better in public too. Like aren't like aren't those the three things you learn with manners? Oh, say please, say thank you, fuck potatoes in your den. Like th- those are the big three, I think, aren't they? What's the what? What's the den for? <laughs> Fucking potatoes. What's the den for? <laughs> Obviously. I don't know what you're doing. You're den. <laughs> I'm not screwing my potato. That's for damn sure. Wow. Um, boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Potatoes have eyes. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let, all right. Now that we've got the puns out there, realistically, if you're talking about screwing a potato, wouldn't you do it in Idaho? Uh yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah enough said I always wondered how that name came like Idaho <laughs> like you know like I've always thought of it like that yeah Idaho <laughs> well we've already determined that potatoes have eyes yeah 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 there yeah. you go Idaho yeah. now, now I'm married but yeah absolutely yeah, Idaho yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I day. had a hoe back in the day back in the day all right let's get to Florida man now so obese Florida man arrested after being caught with meth stuffed deep inside his belly button admits he was quote being dumb. Okay, that's great. Uh, Florida man charged with assault <laughs> after throwing alligator into a Wendy's drive-thru window. Oh, my God. Yeah, isn't that wild? Probably a little one. Uh, well, <laughs> still, wouldn't, still could do some damage, I would think. Uh, oh, my God. He throws a, a, a gator into a... Wendy's drive-thru window. Wendy? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Florida man in kilt flashes anus at Renaissance Festival crowd. <laughs> I, I like uh yes i mean i think we are taking the collective iq level of the state of florida to new low levels oh man yeah talk about giving someone the stink eye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a lot of fun here these are good oh uh, my god you don't need me for this just keep going man you're doing a hell of a job thanks this one was actually good this is from an actual newspaper clipping here it says in florida yeah, must oh, be yeah. done in crayon then yeah, yeah. Uh, a Florida man says his kidney dialysis center. Okay, before I say this, uh, you know some people have emotional support animals now. I don't know if you've heard about this. Though, so, so they all, have, it, and I think some cases it might be their own animal, or some cases it's another one. But like sometimes they'll go around with like dogs to a hospital and make the kids feel better. Or something you have like an emotional support oh, animal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the okay. animal makes you feel better. So this is his. But now people are getting a bit ridiculous with things they want emotional support from. So a Florida man says his kidney dialysis center is violating his freedom of speech because it won't let him bring a life-size cardboard cutout of President Trump with him for emotional support. (laughs) Well, I I have to say this. My mother and uh, stepfather, Phil, 
um, live in a part in a in a in a village called literally called the villages. You may have heard of this down in Florida. It's a golf course community uh, down. It's north of Orlando, and uh, every village has their own little individual nine hole course. But then there's a Arnold Palmer eighteen hole championship golf course and a Nancy Lopez eighteen hole championship golf course. But this particular because first of all it's it's a master planned community very wealthy i mean it's 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 there's a lot of rich people that live on the villages and they are huge trump supporters mm-hmm. on this on this particular parcel of land and there has been some people that are blue blood democrats trying to drum up some support for somebody to oppose trump in the upcoming elections, they're not too happy with Bernie Sanders. They're not too happy with anybody on the Democratic side. But there, there was, uh, I, I read something about this, and the reason I read it was because, obviously, knowing that my mother and stepfather live on the villages in Florida, that this one guy who is a just a true blue-bred Democrat, you rah rah, Obama rules, yada yada, and this guy has been physically assaulted on the villages because of his democratic beliefs and ideologies. And I just find that silly in this day and age. We can all love Trump. I don't, that's, that's everybody's personal preference, but I don't think there's a reason to harm somebody. I, again, maybe I'm living in an idyllic world, but or idyllic world or whatever the word is, but I just find it really ironic that almost 80% of the residents on this villages are registered Republicans and they love Trump. And fine, again, older people, tax breaks, you know, protect their money, yada, yada. But I just found it really ironic. And this is a retirement community. So these are older people beating the crap out of this one guy because he's a Democrat and he's the outsider in this, obviously this master plan community of, and, and it's funny, I've seen pictures of it where people will put signs at the various entrances saying Trumpville or Trumptopia wow. or, you know, all this other stuff. And it's just kind of sad in this day and age. The Democrats should be embarrassed enough. They can't come up with a decent. Uh, they can't a, hold a debate. They, they can't. They can't exactly. Count, they can't count votes. Exactly. Oh, it's horrible. They, but they can't find a decent Democratic nomination. That too. That's sad. When Bernie Sanders, a sweaty old socialist, a yeah. sweaty old communist, and he's winning. Yeah. Like, and on, your guys. other choice is Joe Biden. And you're, I mean, look, it's already, this isn't their fault, but it's, it's already basically impossible to beat an incumbent president in a great economy. Like that's, that just, that just basically doesn't happen. doesn't matter which party's in power, Uh, but to do it and then try to run a socialist against that. It's like, are you, are you trying to lose? You're trying to lose. You have to be, nobody's that dumb. Nobody's, nobody's that bad at anything that you would put up Bernie Sanders against a great economy. Well, like, sorry, that what are you thinking? Maybe we don't need uh, Mr. Trump himself, but we need a Trump-like up here in Western Canada. 
Well, we need something that's yeah. You know, well, we need someone to actually stand up for Western Canada. I mean, I know Jason Kenney's trying. He's but trying, but he's 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 up against just yeah. There is no official like Western Canadian stand up for us position. We just get you know pushed around by the weird Laurentians out east, and and it's uh yeah, it's just really strange. I don't really under understand Canada, so it's it's bizarre. But yeah, the east is just a different country to me, and it's always seemed like that for sure. Uh, all right, so uh, hey, we got more Florida men here, so. A Florida man arrested for pulling gun on an escort. He said, she was touching everything in my house but my dick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he was paying her for then. Well, what exactly? (laughs) Withhold payment. If she's not providing the services that you want done, then don't pay her. Yeah. That's easy. Here's a guy who likes to drink. A Florida man leaves bar, runs over girlfriend, returns to bar. Wow. Hey, listen, I, I did hear this and it's 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 funny, but it's really not funny. Um this happened in Calgary recently. A guy and a girl are in a fight. This is in northeast Calgary. They're in a fight. He kicks her out of the car, makes her walk home, then he just he proceeds to run her over with the car. <laughs> I, I I swear to God, that That's happened Calgary. here in Calgary, wow. Northeast Calgary. Mm. Guy and a girl are fighting. He kicks her out of the car. And then the story goes on to report that then he hit her with the car and left her there. Wow. Yeah. Left her there. People are pretty cold there. Yeah. Jeez. Happens in Canada too. Wow. All right. Three more real quick here. Uh, I like this one. A Florida man who allegedly... Threatened family with Coldplay lyrics and standoff after SWAT team promises him pizza. <laughs> oh. oh my God! What's the... happened to Chris? What's his name? Chris, the the head of uh, Coldplay. Chris. Oh, Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Um, well, I guess he's he smelled the uh, yeah, yeah. he smelled the candle enough. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he need to go and he he smelled Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> candle enough. He doesn't need to really do anything else in life. Um, anytime that your wife is producing candles that are selling out at 50 bucks a piece that are smelling of her own private, you know, private parts. Um, I have no comment to that, but what has Chris Martin's career become when we're starting to talk about Coldplay and people threatening? So, uh, and the difference is getting a pizza. So, uh, yeah, I I wonder if the candle smells like his dick. (laughs) 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 This is a better way to market it. Oh, we'll just say it's my vagina, but really it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Okay. Free form Friday going to New High. There we go. We welcome you to this 471st edition of our little program. And uh, I thought we got it as low as we could get it years ago when we had Ann Coulter, Ann Coulter on the program. And we're now reaching new lows. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Man on acid and cough syrup saves neighbor's dog from non existent house fire. I like that one too. Oh, really? Non-existent, non-existent house fire. So well, because he's on acid. Yeah, yeah. He's like, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, absolutely. He, at least How he you, meant well. Yeah. Well, he, he was trying to do the community service thing, right? Yeah. Trying to help out his fellow neighbors. And then, actually, I wanted to end with a positive Florida man uh, story. So, a Florida man who found twenty thousand dollars in cash while walking to work, uh, gifted with bicycle from police. So he turned in twenty k when he was walking to work. So they bought him a bike. So that he could ride his bike to work instead of walking. So I thought that was a nice story. It's a, it's a nice story. Is it reality though? I can honestly say in my financial status right now, if I found twenty grand laying on the street, that bad boy is mine. I don't know. That's a great question, but I uh, mean, I I know you want to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but 
you also have to think about your own personal challenges and your own personal uh, whatever else is going on in your life. And I can tell you, I can tell you unequivocally. And if you think I'm a crook or whatever, go ahead. But in my state right now, if I found 20 G's laying on the on the ground, uh, I'm taking that home. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one for sure. So it's a it's a really dilemma. Um, but again, in my circumstances, what I've been going through the last couple of years and the cost and, and not being able to, you know, uh, provide like I usually have been able to in years past, I'm going to tell you right now and call me whatever you want. But if I saw 20 grand laying on the street, I'm taking that home. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to hear a lot more about this, uh, McDonald's and Wendy's feud because Wendy's is aggressively going after them. And like they've, Wendy's social media game is like the best out there. They're just making fun of them, and they're going hard at them. And in two days, on March 2nd, Wendy's is going to uh, debut their new uh, breakfast menu. That oh, they've, really? Yeah, that they've really put a lot of thought into. Does that come up here, or is that just down in the States? I'm assuming it's here, too, but I guess I don't know. But so what they're doing is they're launching it in two days on March 2nd. And so, of course, McDonald's is responding with giving away free Egg McMuffins on March 2nd to try to counteract that. So Wendy's went on here and they put a big tombstone up, a picture of a tombstone that says, rest in peace, Egg McMuffin, 1972 to 2020. (laughs) And then they put uh, the headline on Twitter is, here lies mediocrity. (laughs) And so they're just, yeah, so I want to see whatever their version, I assume, of the Egg McMuffin is and and what they're doing. I've heard they've got some pretty interesting stuff planned. So I've always liked Wendy's. I'm interested to see what they do. But uh, just thoughts on any sort of thing with uh, McDonald's versus Wendy's or do you like Egg McMuffins? Well, um, I like Egg McMuffins. Um, you know, I, I and I, I, we've said this ad nauseum. Um, I love the organization of McDonald's in the way that they are always staying on top of things. They're always staying uh, on the cusp of, of, of trying different things. And if it doesn't work, then they, but at least they tried, right? Um, I like Wendy's their quality of their food. I, I think that for fast food, I think that Wendy's does a good job. I don't like Wendy's French fries. Um, mm. I'm not a huge French fry person, but if I do do French fries, I have done the, what people would think is crazy, but I've gone through the drive through at Wendy's for their double cheeseburger, but then gone to McDonald's for the French fries. If you're going to go grease fix, you might as well go big or go home. I'm very interested because I know for years, for years, Wendy's has balked at doing breakfast. They wanted to perfect the lunch and then going through dinner and, and going and through... And late night. And late night, for sure. And, 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 and uh, they've done a hell of a job at that. But in this day and age, when everybody, including Puke in the Pail, that's Jack in the Box in the States, is doing breakfast, you've got to do what your competitors are doing. And uh, now that I know that, I'm going to look forward to that. I would think it's a little bit behind here in Canada. Usually things get introduced down there, mm. and then a month or two later they find their way up here. But it'll be very interesting to see what the reception is, what the thoughts are on uh, Wendy's finally breaking into the breakfast business. And, you know, I think Wendy's had to do this because you're seeing all of these fast food restaurants now doing all-day breakfast, which is a great thing. Sometimes I'll still do it to this day. The other day, um, both of our kids... One was at dance class and the other one was at work. And Judy and I had um, eggs and toast for dinner just because it was light. It was there. It was easy. And um, I'm not ashamed of that. 
you know, um, a lot of people are doing all day breakfast now. So I think that probably had something to do with it. And, you know, obviously Wendy's number one competitor, uh, A&W's number one competitor, Puke in the Pail's number one competitor, all of the fast food restaurants, number one competitor always was and always will be McDonald's. And if you can take inroads on the breakfast thing and take some of the the breakfast bonanza, if you will, away from McDonald's, then it's a win-win for Wendy's. And I wish them luck. I really do. Yeah, this... um... So I think, and I've heard about this one. So you can probably see the picture on the top there. Yep. So that is the honey butter chicken biscuit, which actually sounds not bad. It's a buttermilk biscuit with a fried chicken, uh, piece of fried chicken sandwiched in between with whipped honey butter, which sounds good. Mm -hmm. They've got a frosty chino. These are the first three that were released a while ago in the States, I think, some of them. And then they have a breakfast baconator. So it's like a little... Uh, it's oh almost God, like a, a little burger, with a, yeah. but it has hollandaise sauce on it, and it's got a, it's got sausage patty instead of meat, and then a couple of slices mm-hmm. of bacon or whatever. Mm-hmm. So heart, yeah. a, heart attack in a bun. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. anyway, okay. So well, let's get some. I onion. better I better make sorry, but I better make mention that uh, when I say competitors to McDonald's, I better not forget Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A in the states is huge. So we're going in June. June. Yep. And yeah, I that, I want to try on the it. corner of. On the corner of Rancho and Sahara, they've is, got a new one in the Golden Nugget. Well, yeah, but I'm from the the one that I I told you many times yeah. about the one where we drove up and they were in line on a Sunday. But here's the thing: Chick Fil A doesn't open on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you weren't staying down there, if you were staying at the Cosmo all the time instead of you're spending your first yeah. two days down the on the on the Fremont Street Experience. The closest one from where you would be at the Cosmo would be on the corner of Rancho and uh, uh, Sahara. Mm, okay. All right. So the onion at the onion. So this is not a real headline, but I, I like this. Uh, there's so many franchises that do stupid shit like this. This is kind of like when Truck Stop Jimmy had the whole team of guys and he only fired one one of the one of the four that were responsible for going one and thirty one over two years. Right. Okay. The onion at the onion. Minnesota Timberwolves fire clerk on accounts receivable team and first step towards turning franchise around. And that, to me, that makes so much sense because just the idea, I can totally see teams, if they would actually do this in real life, where they just take some random dude in the office and they fire him and like, oh yeah, now we're really turning things around, you know, and it's just, it's just so dumb. Uh, these, I, I, I mean, we, it becomes, it's become a weekly theme for us, just teams that are just run so poorly that they can't seem to do anything right or get out of their own way. I probably should have included Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor mm. on my dumbest owners list. He's owned the Timberwolves since day one. And mm. the Timberwolves have been in the postseason, I believe, off the top of my head, one time. And there have been other times, but they made one significant run when Kevin Garnett was still there in 2003. Kevin Garnett, Stephon Marbury got him to the Western Conference Championship. Since then, they have been non-existent. And some of the draft picks that they've made over the years, J.R. Ryder, first overall, when he was just out of UNLV and couldn't spell his real name, so he had trouble with crayon with J.R., um, the, the um, Minnesota Timberwolves are a dysfunctional in, uh, organization. Again, just even recently on the February 6th trade deadline in the NBA, what do the Minnesota Timberwolves need a D'Angelo Russell for? Because he's friends with Carl Anthony Towns? You do not bring in a guy, and it costs you Andrew Wiggins to go to Golden State. 
It's going to make Golden State even better. Yeah. It's going to make Golden State even better. And what is... D'Angelo Russell was the second overall pick in, uh, let's say, 2015, off the top of my head, of the of the Lakers. And since that time, in 2015, he went from Los Angeles to Brooklyn to Golden State, now to Minneapolis. Four teams in four years? There's a problem here, guys. And he's one of your building blocks of the future? And because Carl Anthony Towns wanted him to play or wanted to play with him on his team, you make a trade that costs you Andrew Wiggins? Now, Andrew Wiggins has probably um, uh, underachieved after being the number one overall pick in 2012 or 13. He was the number one overall pick in the league out of the University of Kansas and originally from, where does Mr. Cherry live in? in uh, Mississauga. Mississauga. His, his mother was an Olympic athlete for Canada. His father was Mitchell Wiggins, played in the NBA with the Houston Rockets. Andrew Wiggins probably has underachieved in his years in Minneapolis, but look at it this way, folks. What in the hell has he had to play with in Minneapolis? I should have had Glenn Taylor on that on that owner's list because he is just an idiot. Okay, well, uh, I really have been enjoying the Twitter account of Mike Leach at coat coach underscore leach mike leach yeah. yeah yeah he's he seems i don't know if he's like this in real life if he but he man he has fun on twitter he's just a lot of he has he has some hilarious stuff so he has two tweets here i liked uh one is have we checked all food to see if exploding them makes them into something better or did we just stop with corn <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's funny I, I like that, that is yeah. really funny i'm telling you and i've said this before and I like to, you know, repeat things when I think I'm right. Um, the Egg Bowl next year played traditionally on Thanksgiving night, that Thursday night in the states. So the the third, the third Thursday of the month of November, the Egg Bowl with Mississippi State and Old Miss. Mike Leach at Mississippi State, Lane Kiffin. At Old Miss next year, folks, is going to be something. You know, there are the three NFL football games now on U.S. Thanksgiving. I'm telling you, the one that a lot of people are going to watch next year that are college football fans like me, they're going to wait and watch the Egg Bowl next year because I can't imagine how creative it's going to get when you've got that old air raid Texas uh, Texas Tech air, uh, Texas Tech uh, offense which made Cliff Kingsbury famous when he was a quarterback at Texas Tech against Lane Kiffin and some of the weird shit he likes to do. I can't wait to watch the Egg Bowl next year between Mississippi State and Old Miss. Remember, if you remember, this was the game that ended this year with the guy pretending he was a dog peeing in the end zone, and it cost him the football game because they got a penalty, and they got to replay the down, and they ultimately, instead of kicking the field goal, they went ahead and got the touchdown and won in overtime. Something like that, but the Egg Bowl next year between Old Misses and Old Miss and Mississippi State is going to be must see TV just because of guys like Mike Leach. I love him. Yeah, he seems fun. He's got a couple of actual signs that he has pictures of here. So one was from St. Mark's Anglican Church. The sign said, "Adam and Eve, the first people to not read the Apple terms and conditions." And I was like, "Okay, that's that's pretty clever. That's really clever." Yeah, and remember. Mike Leach has spent the last nine years in at Washington State playing in the what the Apple Cup, which mm. is the big rivalry between Washington State and Washington every year. So, Mike's Mike Leach is smart. People don't want to give him credit for it, 
but he's got a really dry but a really good sense of humor, mm-hmm. very smart sense of humor. You've got to read him. You've got to have a brain in your head to understand him. But if you have that brain, you can understand and you can enjoy what Mike Leach... And here's the thing. You can think Mike Leach is a lot of things, but here's the thing. He's been a, a, a big-time college football coach for a lot of years at Texas Tech, Washington State, and now at Mississippi State, and not one of his teams have ever been on probation. Well, there you go. All right. And then he also had a sign uh, at the Lakeview Animal Hospital, and it just says, Rocky Mountain Oysters, the original sack lunch. <laughs> That's cow pies, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's yeah, bull testicles, I think, is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw this story, but Sports News and Stuff at Sports News and Stuff, Madison Bumgarner has bizarrely been competing in rodeos under a fake name. Yeah, I saw that, and um, that's interesting as you sign a multi-million dollar contract for multiple years with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you find out that he's been doing this as a hobby. You know, they they talk about, you know, um, not allowing football players like Mahomes got into some trouble. Pat Patrick Mahomes got into some trouble recently. When the Chiefs were still in season, he got in a little bit of trouble. Um, I think, you know, obviously smoothed it over with Andy Reid, but he got in a little bit of trouble for playing in a pickup basketball game during the season. Um, <clears throat> same kind of thing here. Um, I just, uh, I, but this is much more dangerous, I would think, than a pickup basketball game. But I would think somebody in the Diamondbacks organization has probably said something to Mad Bum about, uh, let's keep this quiet or maybe keep this in the off season. If you remember a couple of years ago, Madison Bumgartner got hurt. And um, I don't know if this was a direct correlation to his his favorite off-season activity. I believe there was a motorcycle involved, but maybe, I, I don't know for whatever reason, but he missed a good portion of the season with a shoulder problem after getting hurt in an off-season accident. So obviously the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks need to probably step up their research and do a little bit more homework on the guys that they look to sign because I'd hate to, this guy for the Arizona Diamondbacks, as good a pitcher as he is, you know, as you're trying to build your starting staff around a guy like Madison Bumgartner, you'd probably like him available more often than not and stay away from your off-season activities. Yep, and uh, before I get to the last tweet here, I wanted to just say the actual tweet that Joe Burrow at Joe underscore Burrow 10 said was, considering retirement after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep me in your thoughts. Yeah, that's exactly what he well, said. Well, so. I also I this is I love this I love this Patrick Mahomes guy. I think he's a classy young man, well smart, well beyond his years. He commented after Burrow came out with all that negativity about only having a nine inch hand, and I think they take it from here to here, correct? Is I how think they measure so. it from from thumb to to pinky finger is how they how they measure it. And uh, Patrick Mahomes. Just so you know, Patrick Mahomes' hand only measured nine and a quarter inches, so he doesn't have big Brett Favre, you know, paws either. And I think Mahomes has done pretty damn well. Oh yeah, this is just Burrow's going to be fine. Silliness. I just feel so. I got to. I got to make mention of this. I kind of feel sorry for Burrow going to Cincinnati. Probably, but again, I mean, with Dalton, who was just a you know an average quarterback, they made the playoffs five years in a row. So there's the potential there, but I, they don't I have Marvin Lewis. Which is... there you go. That's the thing right there. Yes, they made it to the playoffs five years in a row with Andy Dalton, but they had Marvin Lewis in there, and Zach Taylor. I think comes from the McVay tree. I think he's got a great upside, but he's still a little bit young, 
And let's be honest, they don't have the same talent in Cincinnati now that they did when they went to the playoffs five years in a row with Andy Dalton. They had Burfick then. They had a left tackle then with the big guy that went out to L.A. and Whitworth or whatever his name was. They just don't have the same talent base in Cincinnati as they used to when they went to the playoffs those five years in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got a lot of work to do there for sure. Okay, last tweet here. Roy Wood Jr. at Roy Wood Jr. Trampoline parks, painting, hell, an escape room ain't shit but hide and seek in reverse. Adulting has turned into just getting drunk while doing all the same shit you did in kindergarten, and I love it. And I mean, I love trampoline parks personally. Uh, my wife and I went to one of those drink wine and paint things. You oh, know? did you? Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's it's neat. And like here they show a clip. Roy Wood shows a clip of this gigantic room full of people all painting the same thing. And escape room, I haven't tried, but we keep meaning to go where you yeah. figure out how to get yeah. out there. But yeah, your thoughts on all the stuff that's coming out to do now that is just uh, getting drunk and doing kindergarten stuff. <laughs> well, you know, um, I used to do all those silly, crazy things, and I love trampolines, and I love roller coasters, and but I used to do all those things sober. I don't know what it would be like to do it drunk. Um, <laughs> you know what? The more opportunity that you give people, uh, I mean, we're all in business, or businessmen are all... I guess, except for some silly NFL and professional sports owners, you'd think are in it to make money. And obviously, whatever that you can do to fulfill your dream of making money, I give them all the credit in the world. And I think the more things that we can think of outside of the box, out of traditional things, um, I, I, I applaud that. And so I'd like to try some of these things. Again, I don't know about the drinking aspect of it, but I'm willing to try. But uh, again, I applaud anybody that, you know, takes some, you know, actually sits down and puts a business plan together and kind of thinks outside of the box. I've always thought that I would, I'm too old now, but I, if I really had thought about this maybe 20 years ago, I would have really considered uh, as a business opportunity having a big building, like a warehouse building, and build it up inside for a whole bunch of different kind of activities, but rent it out to kids' birthday parties. Hmm. What a way. I mean, kids are always having birthday parties, and what a way to, you know, I, I just thought that that was a brilliant idea. I really did. I don't uh, know if it would have been successful, and obviously I didn't pull the trigger on it, but we did think about it just because... When we were going through, I mean, you had two birthday parties a year, one for Olivia, one for Jenna, and it was the movies or it was something or it was whatever. And the more opportunity, the more diversity, the more options that you have, I think can only bode well. And and uh, again, if I was 25 instead of 55, I would really seriously in this day and age, because I want to find something that kids can do that don't involve with their two thumbs bump, you know, pumping on or beating on a phone all day. And if I could get them in an enclosed area where they can burn off some energy and get some exercise, I think that's win-win. I like the concept. And again, if I was 25 instead of 55, I might have done something like that. I wish I could have done it. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, one last thing. I just saw that uh, Matthew Stafford's wife uh, went on social media and had a message for everyone. And I believe she's quoting uh, P. Diddy's Bad Boys movie theme. She put, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now because it's bad boy for life. We ain't going nowhere. 
I, I, you know, I, Kelly Stafford has had an unbelievable long year with the battle with cancer and everything. And she seems to be a wonderful woman. I'm not saying anything bad about the Stafford family in general. I would like the Stafford family to, to, to enjoy some success at the national football league level. And that's why if I'm at Matthew Stafford, I wouldn't be against a trade out of Detroit. I mean, think about the talent that has left Detroit just because they got tired of waiting and, and, and being mired, if you will, in mediocrity. I mean, Jesus, Barry Sanders at 31, uh, uh, Kelvin Johnson at 31. Um, they're thinking about trading Darius Slay this year. I mean, come on. This, this organization has not had a vision since probably 1954 when Bobby Lane was the drunken quarterback and they won their last NFL championship. If I'm in Detroit, um, yes. And again, I go back to last year after week five, there was, should have been, and there was a real possibility that the Detroit Lions could have and should have been five and oh, okay, good, fine and dandy. The problem is after their five and oh start, they sucked the rest of the way. Injuries were part of it. Sure. But this is a cursed franchise, and all I'm saying, and what I was reading when I was reporting it earlier in one of our earlier editions of Unscripted this week, was that there are rumors about that the Lions may be looking to trade Matthew Stafford for two reasons. A, they can get good return on a 31-year-old quarterback, and B, let's give Stafford a chance to win somewhere. It isn't going to be in Detroit, and when these people wake up and smell the roses and realize this, then everybody wins. Detroit's going through another goddamn rebuild, and why should Matthew Stafford have to sit around for that as, an, as a part of another rebuild in Detroit? He's been there 10 years. He's probably been through three rebuilds already. I don't think he deserves that. What I think he deserves is a chance at at least playing and competing for a Super Bowl appearance. Let's get him an appearance first before we give him a championship. But let's... Matthew Stafford has never been beyond the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. The Lions have never been to the Super Bowl. Never mind Stafford. Well, but I'm just saying, in regard to what I'm what I'm getting on my diatribe about is that I think after 10 years in Detroit, Matthew Stafford has earned the potential possibility of playing on a good football team. And he passed the ultimate Detroit Lions test, which is he made it past age 30. Yeah, unlike Barry Sanders and Megatron. And he still hasn't retired, so yeah, he, he he must be serious. We've got a run on this 471st episode of Unscripted. Great way to put a wrap on a good, another good week of shows here on Unscripted as we, um, you know, again, thank you folks for joining us. Please leave a comment on one of our nine social media avenues. Um, you know, we talked about bad owners this weekend. I bet there's a lot of people that are going to comment on bad ownership in professional sports. Um, Montreal Expo has come to mind. Uh, the Bronfman family. Um, but again, leave us a comment. And we always say this. Chris is very good about this. You leave a comment on some one of our nine different social media avenues. We will make it a part of the unscripted, actual broadcast of unscripted when we get together. So please feel free Whatever you want to comment, good, bad, or indifferent, we will talk about it here on Unscripted with Mike and Chris. Having said that, for the executive producer of our little program, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.